We'll get you across these numbers from the latest News Hub Read research poll just out seven minutes ago. Labour on 32%, down 3.6. National on 37%, up 1.3. ACT on 12%, up 1.3. The Greens on 10%, up 1.5. New Zealand First on 4%. Māori Party on 2.7%. They've come down slightly. National and ACT would have enough seats to govern together. They would have 63 seats. They only need 61. In the preferred Prime Minister poll, Chris Hipkins is on 25. He's gone up ever so slightly. Christopher Luxon's on 16. He's gone down ever so slightly. And David Seymour's on 10%. Former United Future leader Peter Dunn is with us now. Hey, Peter. So we've got Labour on 32%. We had the Roy Morgan poll just last, uh, just yesterday or the day before, putting them on 26%. How can we explain that massive gap? Oh, I think there are, there are variations between polls. But what's really important here is to look at the trend over time. If you look at all of the polls over time, over the last few months, there's been a steadily emerging gap between the centre-right and the centre-left. And tonight's poll just takes that a little bit further forward. It's not, a, it's not a gap that can't yet be wound back, but the important point is the trend is now starting to firm up. For several months now, the centre-right has had a lead over the centre-left. It's now beginning to look with just 10 weeks to go pretty much entrenched. I'm still hearing people, even on the show today, saying it's going to be a close election. I don't think it's going to be a close one. What do you reckon? Well, at the moment, on these figures, it is. It's 63 to 57. That's only a six-seat majority. But I think the, the, the point, again, is that that gap is starting to widen ever so slightly and is likely to carry on widening through to the election time. So the gap could be nearer 10, 15 seats at election time. Christopher Luxon's still causing problems for the Nats, right? He's come down half a percentage point to 16%. What's going on? Look, I'm not too um, fascinated by those figures. I think that, that traditionally prime ministers outpoll the leaders of the opposition of the day. I think Luxon, if you look at him compared to previous leaders of the opposition at a similar time in the cycles, about where he needs to be. Uh, the important thing is his party is on track to win the election uh, and his popularity will change. If, if he becomes prime minister, there'll be a bit of a surge there. So while the Nats can't be complacent, they can look at this poll result tonight, they and act and say, yeah, we're on track. We've just got to keep doing doing what we're doing and hope that we can hold it together for the next now just under 10 or just on 10 weeks. Peter, what do you make of Grant Robertson calling the departmental heads into a meeting today and telling them they need to cut 10% off their budgets? He's got a multi-billion dollar fiscal hole. Well, I don't think that helps the poll figures any. I think that that sort of uh, revelation will confirm the feeling people have that things aren't going quite the way they ought to. And it certainly makes Labor's claims to be responsible economic managers that much more difficult to sustain. And it makes their criticisms of Nationals' pledges that much harder to stomach. If Labor can't get their own sums right to the tune of being $20 billion out, then they're not really in a strong position to criticise their colleagues. So it seems to me that all of this stuff is just starting to firm up around it trend that the government is struggling to retain public confidence and on these figures and on those sorts of trends seems headed for defeat. Peter, if you're going in, I mean this affects both sides right now because if there's a $20 billion hole, there's a $20 billion hole for National and Act or for Labour and the Greens and the Māori Party. What's the first thing that gets cut out of the budget if that's if it's as big as that? Well, I think first thing to do is confirm what the hole is. Mm. Um, but I think I think the important thing is that while obviously Robertson has had this information for some time, he just doesn't call a meeting out of a sort of a, you know snap of his fingers and say, my God, we've got a, a hole in the budget today. He's known this for some time. So yet in the meantime, we've seen more spending in terms of the teacher salary settlement announced today, more spending in terms of various other programs that the government's announced. I think part of the problem is the government's spending has got way out of control. So the first challenge for the next government, whoever leads it, is to bring government spending back 
back under control, find how you make $20 billion of savings, which is an astronomical figure, and how on earth it's occurred in the first place. I mean, they borrowed $53 billion to get through COVID, and we're still $20 billion shy. It just doesn't make sense. Too right. Peter, thank you so much for your time. That's Peter Dunn, former United Future leader and now a political commentator. For more from Heather Duplessis Allen Drive, listen live to News Talk ZB from 4 p.m. weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.